That was great, everyone. I'm so proud of both of my podcasts. Good job, guys. <laughs> John, John and Nick are Nate's other family. He got a divorce. We're the adopted kids. It's his second family when he goes on business trips. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, we... <sighs> As Peanut Butter from BoJack Horseman would say, is this a crossover episode? Because we are joined by a brand new podcast, uh, the hosts of that podcast, Mr. Nicholas Alexander and John Peralski from the Scary Box podcast. What up? Hello. Uh, yeah, I also produce that podcast, so d- don't worry. We're not we're not getting any major players here. The, this isn't this isn't a huge crossover event, but we're gonna treat it like it's one. Today, we are going to be doing one of the most lax episodes ever, talking about Halloween candy. Uh, honestly, probably one of the, my favorite things about the spirit of of, uh, of Halloween was uh, going door to door and taking all these candies. So we're going to make a definitive tier list out of uh, a pretty wide variety. I should have got like ice cream or something before this recording because this is just making me hungry. Yeah, I just drank an entire like pitcher of cold brew, so... I think I think my sweet tooth is fixed. <laughs> like on Duel of the Takes, we always have to establish the tiers before we can go in and start uh, start placing these. I already I, the the bottom tier on here I really liked. It was razor blades, which is uh, a nice little nod to a spooky piece of folklore, I guess, of razor blades apparently being hidden in <laughs> Halloween candy, which has never actually happened. Uh, it's kind of a myth. That's gonna be Nick's next movie. Nick, are you gonna are you gonna sneak razor blades in uh, like candy or something? You you freak. As far as you guys know, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're the victims. Like A tier could be like good even when it's not Halloween. You know, like if candy corn goes up there, I'm gonna hurt Nick. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a candy corn kind of guy. I am not a candy corn boy. I would say B tier would be like ex- exclusively. Halloween, which might be a bad thing or a good thing. The second to the top is solid anytime. The third from the top is great around Halloween. I think I think the top tier just needs to be goaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mid tier. Uh, when all the good candy is gone. <laughs> oh yeah, bottom of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you trade with your little cousins. I was gonna say the one you trade. The ones you trade to Alden. Aww. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. There needs to be lay off the edibles. Can the, uh, what was it, can one of them be, uh, candy that's, uh, what was it, um, giving hints off of, like, drugs? Because, like, Bigly Chew is just basically, like, chewing tobacco for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's what, that's what Alden's talking about. Lay off the Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, like, a whole new Facebook thing where instead of razor blades in the candy, it's people putting their edibles in the candy bowl. That's kind of sick, actually. I would have had yeah. a great Halloween 2010 if someone put fucking edibles in, the, in I think Halloween 2010, I dressed up as a box for uh, for Halloween. I went trick-or-treating in a gigantic cardboard box. And like people were like, oh, it's a robot. I'm like, no, I'm a cardboard box. It's in the box. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess people didn't find it as funny as I did. You should have done uh, Dick in a Box. I think that was before Dick in a Box. I was the original dick in a box. <laughs> if I, Actually, I could probably redo that Halloween costume now, and I could be the Alice in Chains song Man in the Box. Nice. All right. Oh, that, that, that fell flat. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. So the tiers we have established, at the very bottom, razor blade tier. Uh, then right above that, we've got lay off the edibles. 
right above there, we've got trade deal cannon fodder. And then <laughs> bottom of the bag, great around Halloween, solid anytime, and then goaded at the top. So we're starting off with a uh, the probably the most uh, polarizing candy bar of all time. We've got the Almond Joy. Razor blades. Whoa. <laughs> They're not that bad. I think for me personally, this is the definition of trade deal cannon fodder because there's usually one person who really fucks with Almond Joy and you can get just about anything from their collection with it. But I don't really fuck with it myself. I think Almond Joy blows. I feel like I've traded Almond Joy more than a lot of the candies on this list. It's also like the weird one that like, it's always the weird kid that likes Almond Joy. That's how you know to trade with them. Well, yeah, it's the weird kid, but it's not the homeschooled kid. Because it has both tree nuts and coconuts in it. And those are two things that the fucking homeschooled kids are usually allergic to. Yeah. <coughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Andrew is homeschooled? Why am I even asking that? I don't think he was, but he fucking looks like he was. <laughs> This actually isn't a, a Halloween candy tier list. This is just the roast of Andrew P. Roberts, composer of both podcasts. Yeah, Andrew, who do you think you are? Making awesome music for all of us? Who do you think you are? The next Danny Elfman? Because I do. Almond Joy. What are you guys thinking here? Alden, you, you were trying to propose something that wasn't trade deal cannon fodder, and I want to hear it. It wouldn't have gone much farther. I was thinking kind of bottom of the bag, because I don't hate these. It's just not my top choice of, like, a chocolate bar. Mainly because of the coconut. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't despise Almond Joy, but I would never go out of my way to eat one. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. I think this is uh, the best trade deal in the history of trade deals. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we've got Baby Ruth. Shoutouts to the Goonies. Sloth, he loves Baby Ruth. Every time I think of Baby Ruth, uh, I think of uh, uh, the scene from Caddyshack where, the, where they all freak out <laughs> <laughs> from the pool. <laughs> Yeah, there's a baby Ruth in the pool, and it looks like a giant log of shit, so they drain the pool. For me, like, I'd put it at, like, uh, bottom of the bag. Because I like baby Ruth, but I will not go for it first. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, it's this, like, awkward, almost, like, not complete Snickers, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's missing something. Yeah, I could agree with that. How many baseball-oriented candies are there? Uh, not enough. Baseball is America's pastime. And so is Candy. So Baby Ruth is going at the bottom of the bag for now. We are moving on to Butterfinger. Uh, what's the take here on Butterfinger? I feel like this is another polarizing one. Razor blades. It's already been spoken. I feel like it's a solid anytime. For me, I like it more on Halloween. I think Butterfingers are... This is... Okay, ready for the hot, first hot take of the episode? Are you going to put it at goat? No. No, 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 no. I think Butterfingers are better than Reese's. They're both peanut butter chocolate candies. I just think the texture of a Butterfinger is so much more satisfying than a Reese's peanut butter cup. What? The texture of a Reese's is the most satisfying. Why is the peanut butter so fucking, like, awkwardly fluffy? Like, at least Butterfingers... That's the beauty of it. It's magic. I don't know how they do it. Nate, are you just all about that crunch, bro? The one thing I don't like about Butterfingers is the fucking crumbs. Holy shit. They're like the the Nature Valley bars <laughs> of candy. But, um, I mean, the texture and the flavor is so much more superior, in my opinion. But I, I think that this is probably bottom of solid, of, uh, solid anytime. Maybe top of great around Halloween. Come to think of it, actually, I can't think of a time I've just, like, gone to a store and gotten a Butterfinger. I feel like there's, there's other candy bars that i would buy first 
But man, Butterfingers hit different. Like for me, I'm disgusted and appalled. Yeah, me too. How the hell do you think this is razor blades? It's flaky and falls apart on you. The peanut butter's not nearly as good as a Reese's. So was it Wreck-It Ralph that used like peanut brittle as a? Uh, I don't know if it was a weapon or just like. I don't remember. I can't remember. There was a movie, a kids' movie of some sort, where peanut brittle was supposed to be heavily avoided. Oh, uh, uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. I remember had like the peanut brittle because the girl allergic to it. Yeah. <laughs> Just got puffy and shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. Well, Butterfinger going in uh, the top of great around Halloween time for now. Up next, we've got candy corn. I feel like this is uh, a seasonal staple. Yeah, only good around Halloween. I think I have to say it's great around Halloween. I definitely stock up on this and have it for six months out of the year, but... What the fuck? I love candy corn, but, uh, dude, I... I don't know how much you're stocking up, because I feel like... Not much, just a few bags. I have a polarizing take. All right. I hate this candy. Every year, I try it again, and I give it a chance, and I just don't like it. I feel like I can only eat, like, two max before I'm just sick of it. You accidentally eat it because it's the only candy around. Bruh. No, dude, I seek this shit out around Halloween. Like, So do I. Sometime over the next couple weeks, I'll probably go to the store and buy like a two pound bag of this shit. Because like it it screams the holiday. It's it's so it's crucial to the atmosphere and the ambience of the uh, the weather getting colder and uh, spooky shit going on with like kids and masks and and uh, uh, I don't know, watching scary movies. Gross. Can we talk about how much better the the mixed ones are that have the pumpkins in them? The pumpkins go hard. It's like eating a Flintstones vitamin. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it's great around Halloween. It can be at the bottom of great around Halloween since there seems to be a little controversy, but it's definitely like the seasonal. I didn't expect such a great <laughs> I didn't expect such a great divide there. <laughs> oh boy. Razor blades. I just got PTSD. Up next, we've got fucking dots. I know if this. I don't know if this this happens to you guys, but do you ever like around Halloween when you went trick or treating, and then dots are in your bag? Do you ever forget what dots taste like, and then you taste them, and you're always disappointed? Yes. Yes. When I was, I think probably thirteen or fourteen, it was like the last time I went trick or treating, and I went with a group of buddies. We only hit a couple of houses, and then we just went. We went to uh, my friend's house and watched Nosferatu instead. But <laughs> I got some dots and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to eat some dots and watch Nosferatu. This is a great night. Happy Halloween. And the first one I popped in my mouth, it must have been stale or something. It got stuck in the back of my teeth and like I couldn't pull them apart at all. And I was getting really scared. So then I was just like, you know what? I'll like sneak some water in my mouth, get it to like like ease up a little bit. And then just pull my mouth apart. And I ripped out one of my fucking molars. And uh, I haven't had dots since. I refuse. This shit's razor blades, in my opinion. You should do it for TikTok. Trying dots for the first time since I ripped out a molar? Yeah, I don't think so. I was bleeding the rest of the night, dude. I looked like a fucking horror movie victim because uh, a dot. A little fucking gumdrop crippled me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's proud of this next one. All right. The Hershey bar. Goaded. Or, no. <laughs> solid anytime. Is it solid anytime? This yeah, is you bottom just, of the if bag. If you just for want me. a little bit of chocolate, just boom, right there. 
I think we need a true Eastern Pennsylvanian's opinion on this. Josh, what's your take on the Hershey bar? This is kind of a tough one to judge because I feel like I never eat, like, Hershey's chocolate, like, by itself. There's a reason for that. No, I mean, if I had to eat it, it's fine. It's still Hershey's chocolate. It, I don't know, it's always good to, it's always a great, like, ingredient to add with other desserts. Uh, you go to, like, Hershey Park, you go into the factory, you get that, you get that glorious smell of the Hershey's chocolate. Um, but I don't think it's, like, their best bar. I think there's a better bar on here that the Hershey's company makes. But, uh, no, Hershey as a company, a city, and a chocolate bar, I think is goaded. Whoa. Home of the Hershey Bears. No, not they're, they are not goaded. I like Hershey bars to a certain extent, but I totally agree with you that they're not, like... I mean, it, it's so, like, just whatever. It, it's, like, the middle of the road for me, where it's, like, it's great with s'mores. Like, around around summertime, you know, you're, you're making some mar- marshmallows over the fire. You gotta have the Hershey's chocolate on standby. If you don't, yeah. you, you fold it. Like, it... It's yeah. just part of the, the situation. And then, like, yeah, in your Halloween basket, like, yeah, okay, like, you know, you, you got this at the bottom of the bag, and you're like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, Hershey, I'll crush this. But I think what makes the Hershey bar so good is the variations to them. Like, the dark chocolate Hershey bar, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. The cookies and cream one? Yeah, the cookies and cream one's good, too, actually. Yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. There's so many different variations, and there's more good than bad, I I think it's it's so versatile that it stands out from bottom of the bag for me. <clears throat> I refuse to like put it higher than great around Halloween. But also, we got to consider without the Hershey bar being a smash hit as it was, we wouldn't have other bars on here. Also true. I I think this can go. I think this can go to solid any time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Agreed. Bye, Alden. Go have fun with your dots, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. go eat your dots. Bro, I didn't defend dots at all. That's disgusting. <laughs> God, you guys are the worst. <laughs> you bring Alden onto this show just to make fun of him. I didn't even defend dots. <laughs> this is the most. This is the most angry Alden's got in an episode in months. Because someone said I like dots. <laughs> oh boy! Up next, another polarizing candy: the hot tamales. Yeah, these might be the definition of lay off the edibles. Fuck. <laughs> I love hot tamales. You don't realize it burns your mouth and then halfway through you're like, ow! That's a white take. I love hot tamales. Uh, yeah, me too. I know I bring it up every time uh, uh, War- Warcraft, the movie, or the video game is mentioned. <laughs> but uh, when I was working at the movie theater, they had this limited edition uh, Warcraft uh, Mike and Ike's. That was a half hot tamales, half Mike and Ike's, and that shit was Kino. It was so good. I really thought you were going to say Icy for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) A spicy cinnamon Icy. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, I went to fucking 7-Eleven like two or three days ago because I wanted to get like one of those like like, uh, smart waters or whatever. And, uh, when I was walking by the Icy Machine, they had a pumpkin spice latte flavored Icy. Jeez. What? I was like, what the hell are you doing? This is insane. We've gone too far. Anyway, what are we thinking for hot tamales? Is it truly a lay off the edibles, uh, candy? For me, it's, uh, lay off the edibles or razor blades. I've never, never been a fan. What? 
I don't think it deserves razors, razor blades. It definitely doesn't, because there's still, even if you don't like it, there's still a fun of eating it with your friends at, on Halloween. Yeah, it's like if you wanted to go through different levels, you, you do like hot tamales and then warheads, and you guys shove a bunch of warheads in your mouth. And then you snort a pixie stick? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good Halloween time. You don't you don't you don't cru- you don't crush the Smarties and then snort them. No, we smoke those. That's how that's how our generation got addicted to vaping was crushing Smarties and it, trying to inhale it. My aunt broke her toe when I was little because me and my dumbass cousin were trying to crush him outside, and she's like, "Are you smoking Smarties?" And then she ran at us and stubbed her toe, and it was bloody and purple. Were you guys like in stitches? Like, were you laughing your ass off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like hot tamales are probably going and lay off the edibles then. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, the Jolly Rancher. We could finally talk about Jolly Ranchers in a positive light. Maybe. No, definitely. They're goaded. Goaded? Wow. They're goaded, yeah. I don't know, because I don't like all the flavors. Personally. Personally, I'm not someone that sorts out my Sour Patch Kids, so I love all the flavors of Jolly Rancher. <laughs> wow, I really got called out there. I actually like all of the Jolly Rancher flavors to a certain degree. I think there's definitely better ones. I have preferences, of course, but it's like all of them are still good. Does this count the gummies? Sure, but those are going in lay off the edibles. The the Jolly the traditional hard candy Jolly Rancher to me is at least solid anytime. For sure. Just because like it's one of those candies you can just leave out in a jar around your house and like, oh yeah, I want something sweet. Like it's not you're not going to crush 12 of them in a sitting, probably, but, you know. Hey, hey, Nick, if I ever act in one of your films, I only want the uh, blue and red Jolly Ranchers in a bowl in my uh, trailer. <laughs> that could be done. <laughs> <laughs> that grape one? Nah, it's, it's all right, but, yeah, not, not about the grape. Now I just like that taste. Like, any kind of, like, grape, like, maybe it was because, like, my favorite drink, like, growing up was, like, uh grape-flavored Kool-Aid, and I just can't, like, do anything grape-flavored anymore. Josh was on that purple drink back in the day. <laughs> I, I love the grape-flavored uh, Jolly Ranchers. Those are probably my favorite, and then watermelon, and then, uh, yeah, cherry, then blue raspberry. Green apple can probably go, like, at last for now. I think it's definitely solid anytime. At the very least, it has to be. Because if somebody offers me a Jolly Rancher, I'm not refusing. If someone offers me a Hershey, I might refuse it. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jolly Ranchers might go over a Hershey bar. Yeah, I will never decline a Jolly Rancher. I agree with that. Hey, do you guys think it'd be a good idea to put, like, Jolly Ranchers in the freezer and then add them to a cocktail instead of using ice cubes? Yes. I don't think they have a great thermal mass. Whoa. (laughs) That's some science shit, dude. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Up next, Kit Kat. Goat. Solid anytime. I think it could be goaded, but it's not in my like top three on this list. That's fine because we can still have others in goaded with it. The great around Halloween's now confusing me because I feel like we're gonna have a lot of candies and goaded and solid anytime coming up here. Well, we're talking about variations of these two, right? If we are, the white chocolate Kit Kats, the fucking Halloween ones. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Solid and like so good. I don't think I ever had the white chocolate Kit Kats. Definitely, like, search them out within the next month. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to look into that. They make them year-round now, but they're actually, like, white. But then around uh, Halloween time, they're orange. And they're, they're so, so fucking good. 
Yes. John, you want to talk about all the variations of Kit Kats. The only other one that I've had that isn't the original or the uh, Halloween one is the dark chocolate one. Or I think they call it like midnight something. It's good. You want to know what's top? Green tea Kit Kats. Oh, yeah. I've had those too. Those are good too. The strawberry. I think they're strawberry. I don't know. There was a limited edition one that was also really good. Where's the uh, candy from Olive Garden on this list? (laughs) (laughs) Kit Kat has like a mint variation of it, and it tastes very similar to the Olive Garden mints. There are like hundreds of Japanese Kit Kat flavors, by the way. I love that. You can buy them in bulk off of Amazon. Whoa. I'm going to speed read these. Did I see a cookies and cream one? There is a cookies and cream one. The ultimate list of Kit Kat flavors exclusively in Japan and beyond. In the fruity Kit Kat flavors, we've got banana, banana Easter break, blood orange, blueberry, cantaloupe, citrus golden blend, chocolatey special strawberry maple, fruit parfait, green grape muscat, kiwi fruit, lemon chocolate V-Day limited edition, mango, orange, passion fruit, peach, pear, pickled plum, pineapple, pumpkin, raspberry, raspberry adult sweetness, salt and lemon, satoshi region, shinushu apple, strawberry, strawberry adult sweetness, strawberry togochi, uh, sweet strawberry, tangerine, iokin, triple berry, watermelon and salt. And the chocolatey Kit Kats, they've got black chocolate, cacao 61% Kit Kat, cacao 72% Kit Kat, chocolatey sublime bitter, milk ruby, the fourth type of chocolate. (laughs) Dark chocolate, adult sweetness, white chocolate, and white chocolate express. Uh, In the nutty Kit Kats, we've got almond, men's almond. (laughs) Alden, men's Alden. Uh, Yeah. Almond and cranberry, chestnut, waguri, chocolatey pistachio and raspberry. Sakuro and roasted soybean. And then in the tea-flavored Kit Kats, there's chocolatey subline matcha, chocolatey special matcha in Kanako, hajocha taste roasted tea, iced tea, matcha almond berry, matcha green tea, matcha taste, the power of matcha, green tea leaf <laughs> taste, strong matcha taste, yuji matcha from Kyoto, royal milk tea, sakura matcha, and sakura. And then in the boozy Kit Kats, so they have some that are alcohol-infused. They've got the Amazake flavor, the rum, the rum raisin, Sake Mazizumi Toyoma Prefecture, Sakura Sake Mini, candy and dessert flavor. As if these all aren't candy and dessert. Jeez Louise. Okay. <laughs> Adzuki Red Bean Taste, <laughs> Bakeable Custard, Black Sugar Kakudo, Blueberry Cheesecake, Brown Sugar Syrup, Bubblegum with blue chocolate, cafe latte, uh, caramel and salt, caramel macchiato, cinnamon cookie, cookie dough Kit Kat, cookies and chocolate, cookies and cream, cookies plus for, you know, I guess the Patreon followers of Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Honeycomb, Ikenari Dango, Kobe Pudding, Momije Manhu Taste Hiroshima Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Red bean soup, sesame seed bun. What the fuck? Who wants a sesame seed bun? <laughs> Flavored Kit Kat. Strawberry cheesecake, tiramisu. Beet from uh, some other shit. Candied sweet potato, cucumber, edamame soybean, grilled corn. 
<laughs> mashed edamame beans, potato, sweet corn, sweet purple potato, and veggie in the miscellaneous and weirdest flavored Kit Kats. If this hasn't been weird enough to you yet, buckle up. Apple vinegar, chocolatey special butter, ginger ale, hot Japanese chili, lemon <laughs> vinegar, pepper, ramune, rosé, Soy sauce, Tokyo limited edition, soybean flour, or Kanako, toasted soy, wasabi. John, you wanted to talk about all the Kit Kat flavors. That's uh, that's as many as I can think of. I think that's goaded, though. I mean, I've had a lot of those flavors. Not the ones that you couldn't pronounce, though. Yeah, I've had a lot of Kit Kat flavors, and I've only been disappointed once. Okay, and how was the uh, roasted corn-flavored Kit Kat, or the sesame seed bun <laughs> Kit Kat, you fucking pretentious Kit Kat eaters? Honestly, I want to try the sesame bun Kit Kat. See, me and Alden get along. Weren't you just roasting him for defending Dots, which is something he did not do? Correct. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Are Kit Kats going and goaded? It sounds like they yeah. are. Throw them up there, baby. Are those Skittles? Anyway, what's everyone's take here on M&M's? Again, we're going to have to talk about the variations, but... Um, I'm not, like, a huge fan of the regular M&M's. I'm definitely a variation fan. Peanut M&M's are the best. Have you guys had the peanut M&M mix, where it's the peanut butter, then the peanut, and then a normal one? Yeah, those are good. Those little bags are perfect. I really like the... uh, I think they recently made almond M&M's, which is just chocolate-covered almond. Like, it's nothing fancy, but that was solid. Alden M&M's. Chocolate-covered me. Alden's bathwater-coated M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like these are kind of solid anytime, because if the normal ones don't do it for you, there's probably one that will. They've made, like, everything from, like, pretzel-flavored one, like like, ones with little pretzels in them, to... I think they even have a popcorn one now because the whenever I go to the movie theaters, I like d- like to get M and M's and you know mix them in with my popcorn. I know that that's a controversial stance, but um, I like the concept of M and M's too. The fact that they were made during World War II, so you could have chocolate that wouldn't melt in your hand, even though now the cheaper uh, candy coating melts in your hand. So it's kind of kind of cringe. But what they were made to do was to not melt in your hand. So that's kind of cool. M and M's and cookies. Hell yeah. Baking with M&M's? Baking with M&M. It's the new show on Travel Channel. I never go out of my way to get M&M's, but when I do have a bag, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll have a couple, and then I end up eating the whole bag. I think they're solid any time. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I can sway everyone, but I'm not that strongly opinionated against them. I feel like milk duds are a little polarizing. What's yeah, everyone's stance Put them right here? next to dots, where they belong, in hell. Whoa, whoa, I think whoa. they're like great around Halloween because I don't want to eat them anytime else. I could also see them as trade uh, trade deal cannon fodder. Every friend group has that guy that's like in love with milk duds, and I happen to be that guy. They're probably one of my favorite uh, Halloween candies. I'm usually trading milk duds, but I I, res- I respect them. For me, I put them at like bottom of the bag. Like for me, it's not like something I look forward to, but it's like if I find a big, eh, I I guess I'll eat this. It, you know, wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I could see that. Milk duds are going at the bottom of the bottom of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, a seasonal surprise. We've got uh, nerds. So they just came out with uh, Chewy Nerds. Have you heard about this? No. They are delicious. Um, They're like, uh, they're kind of like, I don't want to say like gushers, 
but because there's like no like liquid inside but like there's like little nerds like around these like uh uh gooey candy type it's hard to describe you ever so like years ago they used to sell something like this at one of my movie theaters where it was like this long like strip and then there'd be nerds sprinkled all over it nerd ropes so it's a nerd's rope but it's um in little like uh i don't know in little like gusher type shapes they're very good they just came out i believe I mean, I'm glad they don't gush, though, because if I wanted nerds gushing in my mouth, I would just go to D&D again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that. I really like nerds, but they definitely feel the most unhealthy on this list. What? They're just, they're just pure sugar in your mouth. Yeah, they hurt my teeth a lot. They're a cavity and a half. I feel like as a kid, I really like nerds because it looked like the like little pebbles at the bottom of a fishbowl that you could eat. Because I always thought the <laughs> yeah. pebbles at the bottom of fishbowls looked really tasty. And uh, <laughs> then Wonka was like, yo, we got nerds. And uh, I remember the first time I had a nerds rope and my life changed forever. I was like, holy shit. Like jelly candy covered in, in like the pebbles at the bottom of a fishbowl. And now I'm eating it. It, it was great. Um, I think they've gotten worse the older I get, though. I would not really, like, if I had a box of nerds, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. But if I, like, had, like, one of the, like, the full-sized ones, I'd eat, like, half of them and then, like, put them in the pantry for nine months. Those tiny boxes of nerds, I would just take, like, a shot. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. My first shot. The, the, the grape nerds box, like the mini Halloween ones. They are great during Halloween. Like, they're a really good thing to give out trick-or-treating wise yeah they're also fun around valentine's day too they make a resurgence True. when uh you have to give valentine's to everyone in your class even though like you don't like everyone in your class the red ones were lit i really like the pink flavored but i also like the grape but the pink so good pink slaps i think these are great around halloween and i think they're a little more socially acceptable than both uh, butterfingers and candy corn yes mm-hmm up next, I think this is probably going to be in some people's top three. We've got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Goated. Go. This is goaded. This might be the best one. This is a solid anytime. This is a... I Whenever I eat a Reese's and get reminded of its greatness... The like, variations, guys. And the variations. There's the not Christmas a bad variation. Tree, the pumpkin. There's something different, I tell ya. It's a conspiracy, I tell ya. You want to hear the conspiracy theory behind why uh, Reese's are better around the holidays and when they do the seasonal ones? Because they put crack in it? Well, yeah, in theory. They make them better then. The factories mass produce more of them and put more effort into manufacturing. So that way, when it's not the holiday season, people are more inclined to like be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I love Reese's. And then they get the underwhelming ones that have been sitting in a convenience store since 2017. And those ones aren't as good. <laughs> but then the fresh ones made around every holiday go so fucking hard. Every single time, they're so good. And then you you end up buying them and being disappointed any other time of the year. I don't I don't know about the disappointment. I've I I can eat Reese's like any day. All right. Well, something that's definitely disappointing about these is the fact that they sell like Reese's peanut butter in a jar, and it's not even the same peanut butter. That doesn't count. Wait, 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 wait. Why do you want Reese's peanut butter in a jar? The whole point of the Reese's peanut butter cup is a candy with peanut butter as like a factor you don't want the actual thing to become peanut butter a supplement bro that's fake because like reese's pieces are all peanut butter 
Oops, all peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, uh, they sell like Reese's where it's a peanut butter flavored chocolate surrounding the peanut butter. Reese's Pieces are cool, but why are they like the? They're not my like first variation to get. They're my only variation to get. No, Reese's Pieces suck. They're garbage. What about Reese's Puffs? We explained that Reese's Puffs are awesome. Peanut butter chocolate flavor. Reese's Puff, Reese's Puff. Eat em up, eat em up, eat em up. I mean, I feel like they have to be engoated. I don't personally think they are, but... Throw them up there, baby. I, they're better than they're better than Kit Kats. I feel like, yeah. No chance. John, do you think they're better than Kit Kats? Because you were the second biggest Kit Kat enthusiast. Yes, I think Reese's are better than Kit Kats. Betrayal. All right, up next, we've got Skittles. See the rainbow, taste the rainbow. Eat the rainbow. Berries and cream, berries and cream. Lick the rainbow. Support the rainbow. Uh, yeah, so we got Skittles. Um, I feel like these were awesome when I was a kid. Used to eat them year-round. Like, at the swimming pool, you know, you go to the concession stand during the adult swim or, like, lifeguard break, and you're like, oh, yeah, dude, I gotta get me some Skittles. But since then, they've gotten worse. Like, I think the actual candy's gotten worse, not just my palate. Bruh. Bro, Skittles, vodka, and Sprite is pretty good. I strongly agree with Nate here. I will still buy Sour Skittles over pretty much any candy when I go to, like, a theater or something. Sour Skittles are pretty great. They taste awesome. The flavor's there. But, dude, my tongue is, like, I have, like, like... Burns. <laughs> yeah, you can't feel anything. Yeah, and it's, like, all bumpy and, like, bleeding in some parts. Like, that's torture. Like, honestly, Bro, I think... I'm Sk sorry you're built wrong, but, like, Sour Skittles alone put this at goaded for me. I think Alden's the one built different. Everyone I know has that same problem with sour Skittles. I don't. I don't think it's goaded. You ever like? Uh, you ever go into? A, you ever like stick your hand in a jar of Skittles, thinking it's M and M's? No. Yes. Yes. Terrible. It's. It, you're disappointed. <laughs> it, yeah, it's always a disappointment because you always. I'm never disappointed see, with that. When you see that first, you always think, "Oh, it's M and M's," unless you're Alden. No, legitimately, I think I accidentally became a chocolate snob sometime when I was a kid because I just prefer like random sugar candy over chocolate candy, and M and M's are no exception. I really prefer Skittles. I have nothing to say to you, Alden. This sounds like it's getting controversial. It sounds like Skittles are a little on the polarizing side. Uh, how about we all go around and say what tier we believe Skittles belong in? Uh, John, you take it away first. At the bottom of solid any time. Alright, Josh? The top of bottom of the bag. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Top of bottom of the bag. Nick, where do you think Skittles belong? Near the bottom of probably, uh, good around Halloween. Alden, you think they belong in Goaded, correct? Yes. That averages out to better than Butterfingers. Congrats, everybody. <laughs> Skittles have risen up. What's your guys' what's your guys' views on Snickers? One of the best uh Super Bowl commercials with Betty White. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do like that campaign, you're not you when you're hungry, but I don't think a Snickers bar has ever made me any less hungry. <laughs> that I completely agree with. I'd like walk out in the middle of class at full sale and just go to a vending machine, grab a Snickers, and I was good for the rest of the class. I yeah, I agree with Alden. Like when it comes, if I need something just to fill me up for like two more hours of like class or something, a Snickers comes in pretty clutch. But I I'm also gonna say it's not like one of my favorite candy bars or anything. Yeah, it's really good, but it's I can't quite say goaded. For me, it's a good any time because like for. A like, if I were to just go to a vending machine, like, Snickers would not be the first choice, but it's like, if someone handed me a Snickers, I'd be like, hell yeah, thank you. 
This is the shit. If someone had, they're like, hey man, I got two candy bars from the vending machine because like two fell out. And they were like, I don't care which one. Do you want a Hershey's or a Snickers? I'm going to grab the Snickers. Like, hello? Like, if they're offering me a Hershey bar, I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Thanks for the Snickers. I could kind of see the argument of a Snickers being goaded, though. That caramel, like... It's a great supplement, as John says. No, the co- the combination of it is perfect. I think the nuts take away from it. Like, I, I think it adds one element too, too many. much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it like reserves it for the people who aren't allergic to nuts. True. On Halloween, it's not even trade worthy. Like, certain people would just give them to you. Yeah. Sorry, homeschooled kids. No Snickers for you. <laughs> 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 Thank you for the Snickers, Steven. Sorry, kid with the inhaler. No <laughs> Snickers for you. Uh, what about between Jolly Ranchers and a Hershey bar in solid any time? Or is it better than Jolly Ranchers? I think this is fine. This is fine. Up next, we've got Josh's favorite, but only two of the five flavors, or, or three of the five flavors, right? The three-fifths compromise? <laughs> I, I start with the blue and the red, and then I go to the, the yellow, I believe, and then I I think I eat the green next, and then I finish off with the orange. Orange is a good finisher, I agree. Yeah, I uh, Sour Patch Kids. Uh, I feel like they have gotten more and more popular over our lifetime. Like, I remember them being kind of rare, like, when, when we used to go trick-or-treating and stuff. But now they're everywhere. I feel like people eat this shit all the time. I feel like everyone that I knew ate a lot more, with the exception of Josh, everyone I knew ate a lot more when they were younger. Well, yeah, but I feel like they're more popular now. Also, the watermelon flavor, I feel like, was really popular. Popular. Oh, yeah. No, I like the watermelon Sour Patch Kids more than the Sour Patch Kids. Big same. I agree. Yeah, me too. Um, but in general, man, I feel like this has to be, like, solid any time. I feel like this is, like, one of the most popular candies. I know it was when we worked at the movie theater. We'd sell through fucking boxes and boxes of Sour Patch Kids, marked up to, like, three fifty for a tiny-ass box. People can't get enough of this shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid candy. I feel like if you're looking for a sour candy, it's just one of those that's consistent. Like, other sour candies, it's like, oh, there's, like, one flavor I like, or, like... When they added the blue one, it changed the game. I think the blue one's the worst flavor, but I, I mean, I know it's a hot take. Whoa. Where would you put it in, like, solid any time? Because I'm thinking, honestly, behind Jolly Rancher. I, like, if I, I'm trying to think, like, okay, if I were offered a Snickers or Sour Patch, I think I'd go with the Sour Patch. Yeah, it would be behind Jolly Rancher for me because I like more flavors in the Jolly Ranchers than I do in the Sour Patch. Yeah, I might even put Snickers above it, personally. I think it'd be behind Snickers, because although I was kind of poo-pooing on Snickers, I feel like if someone was handing me, like, one of those mini bo- like mini bags of Sour Patch Kids that are in vending machines or a Snickers bar, I'm going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Give me the Snickers. Yeah. I don't want, like, seven Sour Patch Kids. I'm going to crush, like, a pretty good-sized box if I get Sour Patch Kids. And now they make, like, the fucking five-pound bags of that shit. It's nuts. All right, up next... <laughs> Probably the biggest mixed bag candy of all time. The one where flavors truly matter, Starbursts. Oh, man. Uh, if we're just talking pink pink and, and red, uh, it's great any time. Uh, uh, all, all together, uh, it's, um, I think, in the, uh, good only around Halloween if you just think of it all together. They're perfect for Halloween because you could just trade away the bad flavors. Yeah. Someone always likes those yellow ones. <laughs> 
I don't know if this is just me, but Starburst always feels like more of an Easter candy than it does a Halloween candy. Uh, maybe just because they're they're smaller, so you can fit them in an Easter egg. But people that handed out like the little mini two packs, one. Starbursts have way too many fucking wrappers. So you have the base wrapper, and then each one <laughs> in between is that. individually wrapped. You you have, like, a handful of Starbursts. You're going through, like, a pile of trash. You're going to have to take out the garbage after you eat one one little baggie of Starburst. And that's kind of how I feel about Starbursts, and that's, like, a big hindrance to the candy. Because this is a childhood staple for me, but I just... It's so annoying to eat. I mean, they're definitely better than Skittles. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're as great around Halloween specifically as nerds, though. Doing the nerds shots, I mean, come on. <laughs> that's, that's iconic. That's like that's like you're in between houses. You're in like the rich neighborhood where the houses are a little bit more spread apart. You know, you got a little bit of a walk and you're like, oh, man, I really need to like get through this 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 street here. <laughs> need to finish out this cul-de-sac. So you, you reach in your bag, you grab a little grape nerds and you take a shot and you're like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I think Starburst in the bag, the Starburst minis are better than classic Starburst. Starburst minis flavor is bad, though. I think the flavor is good. I feel like it doesn't even taste like a Starburst. It tastes No, like a... it doesn't taste like a Starburst at all. Uh, it's definitely a flavor that had to grow on me. Speaking of things growing on you, we've got Swedish fish. Goated. They're fine. I think they're just good at any time, but toward the bottom yeah i'm i agree with that why don't you two do the scary box podcast again (laughs) (laughs) alden and nick the scary box podcast like for me with swedish fish like i like them but like they freaking get so stuck in my teeth like with how chewy it is and stuff and they're not as bad as dots though they're they're not even close to being as bad as dots dots is a disgrace yeah, I have a personal beef with Dots. I'm trying to take down the Tootsie Roll company because of Dots in a class action lawsuit. I feel like Swedish Fish could be lay off the edibles. I feel like they have a cult following. I feel like you either love Swedish Fish or, like, you couldn't, like, you would never think about them unless it was Halloween or something. Like, My problem is they come in such a big package and it's one flavor. Don't have a problem with that, but the big package, like, I'm fine with the small bags of them. The multi-mixed flavored is good, too. Like green and red and blue. Those are so rare, though. I feel like I haven't seen one of those since 2008. I don't think I have either, but I do remember seeing them. I got them around Easter. (laughs) Bro, I can get a 30-pound thing of Swedish fish assorted flavors for $127. That does not sound worth it. (laughs) That would take, like, a year and a half to eat. Like, that's the one thing I'll say is, like, yeah, the fact that there's very little variety in them is is good if you like the flavor. But, man, if you don't, even, like, the movie theater box-sized thing of it, you're going to get tired of the flavor halfway through. Yeah. I think this could be at the bottom of Great Around Halloween or maybe the top of Bottom of the Bag. It's better than candy corn. No, it's not. No. You guys are disgusting. I put it above candy. Thank you, Nick. All right. Well, if we're getting out of pocket, then I like this more. I like Swedish fish more than Starbursts. Whoa. I can't do that. It's definitely better than Skittles more than Swedish fish. (laughs) I guess I got too too carried away. It's going right over candy corn, I guess. Wait, wait. I think you could go up one more. Yeah, you can put that in front of Butterfinger. Get your finger off my Butterfinger. We we all really judge Nate there. (laughs) 
Fine. Swedish fish can be better than Butterfingers. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to fucking get just as angry when I'm editing this, too, just so you guys know. <laughs> Up next, we've got the Tootsie Pop. So I want to explain how much of an idiot I was. So when I first had one of these... <laughs> When I first had one of these, I didn't know there was chocolate in at the end of it. So when I finished one, I was like, "What? What the fuck is in like in my lollipop?" I feel like I have a similar traumatic memory of that, <laughs> like third grade or something. <laughs> I was so freaked out what it was at first. I used to think that Tootsie Pops were just like like boneless blow pops, but the older I get, the more I realize it's the reverse. I feel like the actual, like, sucker slash lollipop part of it is significantly better than that of a blow pop. Whereas, like, a blow pop, you're like, ah, I just gotta get to the gum. But, uh, now it's like, oh yeah, there's a Tootsie Roll in here. Like, that's nice. But, like, the, the flavors of the Tootsie Rolls, like, kind of, like, the Tootsie Pops, I should say, like, kind of go hard. I like the orange one a lot. I like the, uh, the red one. I think that's supposed to be cherry. There's a few different red ones. Isn't there a chocolate one? Yes, that's the best. That's the best? Yeah. I feel like that's the most pointless one, because the goal is to get to the chocolate, but now I'm starting with the chocolate? No, the goal is to find out how many licks it takes you to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. You won't even know, because you'll just keep tasting chocolate. You won't You won't even realize you got to it. <laughs> you'll get lost. No counting on the brown Tootsie Pop. <laughs> I feel like this is, like, the definition of great around Halloween. You yeah. Know? Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. really go out of my way to eat this any other time of year. See, I feel like you guys aren't taking into account the giant bags of candy that are, like, the mixed and matched. Like, with the Tootsie Pops, you get Tootsie Pops, Tootsie Rolls, the fl- other flavored Tootsie Roll thing, the fruit-flavored ones. Whatever other company owns candy in that. But, you know, the dots are the real killer of that bag. But to be fair, the a Tootsie Pop lying around anytime. Who doesn't want a lollipop anytime? It's not like you guys go to the physician's office anymore, right? Like, you're not going to lollipop when you go to the bank or anything. I definitely grabbed a lollipop at the bank today when <laughs> I got my rent. <laughs> anyway, you don't have lollipops as often as I feel like you did when you were younger, so... A Tootsie Pop, it's like the best of both worlds. You know, you bring up that factor of, like, the the assorted bag of Tootsie Roll shit. Honestly, the Tootsie Pops are probably the top tier of that assorted bag. So, you know, that that's a good point. But when it comes to, like, the, the whole, I guess, like, uh, any time aspect, if I were, if I had to pick between, like, a Tootsie Pop or a, was it a Dum Dum, I'd, I'd go with the Dum Dum. I think I would also go with the dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but for Tootsie Pop specifically, like I always like thought of like like I I agree with Nate Doors. It's like I always thought of it where it's like more of like a Halloween kind of candy and really just uh, around that. Because also like, like I just remember like uh, it'd be like after Halloween, like you'd stash some some of the Tootsie Pops to bring with you to like school and stuff. Like, I always do that. It's just it's Get like in the trouble one... for eating in class. Yeah, like it's the one you save for like. Uh, for when you're, like you're going somewhere or whatever it's like it's just there is this the reason i have a problem with like vaping because like the oral fixation <laughs> all started with tootsie pops because that might be that might be a, a case study i need to dive deeper into tootsie pops and smarties tootsie pops are the real gateway drug <laughs> we are the generation that stops smoking yeah right we we grew up on tootsie pops <laughs> And candy cigarettes. Those aren't even on this list. Yeah, they aren't, unfortunately. Oh, candy cigarettes. They were the best. I don't even know what they're called, because they renamed them, but 
I don't even know what they're called. Is what they're called now. Death sticks. That seems simpler. My mom got so mad. I remember uh, we were on like vacation or something, and uh, I, my dad and I bought them, and my dad had me like go stand like far away and like had me hold it like a cigarette, <laughs> and my mom came running over. All right. So are we thinking Tootsie Pops go at the bottom of Solid Anytime or the top of Great Around of Halloween? I think they're Solid Anytime. Uh, great Around Halloween. I think they're better than the Hershey bar. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, up next, the default fucking Tootsie Roll. Uh, good around Halloween. It's no, good around Halloween. Oh, it's either like that or like bottom of the bag. It's better than candy corn. It's better than candy corn. I do agree with John. It's better than candy corn. I disagree with John. The default flavor makes me sick after a while. Put this wherever you want. I don't even care. All right, throw it at bottom of the bag. I think, actually, Tootsie Rolls are perfect trade deal cannon fodder. Again, like Almond Joy, there's always that one person that just goes, like, nuts for Tootsie Rolls. And so you can, like, you know, you can be like, hey, I'll give you five Tootsie Rolls for, like, one Twix or something. Or, like, a Reese's. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. So you can get, like, the good stuff from the shitty Tootsie Roll. The Tootsie Roll is, like, the penny of, yes. of like, the economy <laughs> that is trading around Halloween time. You know, it's like, if you have enough of them, you can really get whatever you want. But, you know, 15 Tootsie Rolls for a big league chew, like, that's that's tough. That's hard to handle. Pick up the Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, you do typically get, like, a handful of Tootsie Rolls from a bowl rather than just, like, a singular one. Wait, say Tootsie Roll one more time. Tootsie Roll. And then you have to unwrap them like the Starburst problem. It's a twist, though. You can just pull both ends. Yeah, Starburst needs to do some freaking origami shit. Is Twizzlers on the list twice? Yeah, but we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Twix is goaded. I think Twix is just a better Kit Kat. It adds caramel to a cookie uh, instead of the wafer. And the chocolate tastes better, in my opinion. It's thicker. It's, it's It's more prominent than on the Kit Kat. I love the whole campaign behind it being, is the left bar or the right bar better? Like, they're the same freaking bar! Well, oh no, Perolski, no, because here's the thing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Is this a scary box podcast? Is this a Nick's conspiracy moment? No, 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 like, was it a, it's weird that you, like, I just, I forgot about the whole campaign thing, because was it a, we were, when we were shooting last night, like, we were talking about candies and stuff, and Jaden like, went on, like, a, like a small little rant, like, trying to convince me there's a difference. Because <laughs> he's like, I always like the, like, the left ones more than the right. I'm like, how can you tell? Also, like, to me, I always got confused by that whole campaign, because I'm like, I mean, doesn't it change, like, which one is which? If Depending on how you hold the bag. <laughs> like, like, how, like, what if you just got confused? Like, oh, I, I like the right ones, but you're really a left, you know? I, I don't know, it always, it always weirded me out. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm a true Twix centrist. All I want to do is grill. So I bite into both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. No, and I also no, love that. No, the no, 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 no. Okay. It can't take. be up back, there. Back that up. Twix are better than both Reese's and Kit Kat. This isn't even Twix up for debate. Twix are better than Kit Kat. I'll give you it's better than a Kit Kat. Okay. I'm fine with this. I don't think it's better than a Kit Kat, but I'm not upset at it. I don't know. Whenever I'm at like a, a convenience store or whatever, if I'm grabbing a candy, it's most likely a Twix. I feel like that might just be me, but dude, that, it's that such a solid candy bar. <laughs> it is. 
We got Whoppers. I think this is another uh, another polarizing one. I personally love them, but they're malted chocolate bars or balls. They're not better than hot tamales, but I don't think they belong in razor blades. For me, this would be uh, what was it? Uh, they're trading. <laughs> I always traded the Whoppers. Yeah, these. If were Tootsie big Rolls are a, a one cent piece, if that's a penny, I feel like Whoppers because there's three of them. <laughs> that's a quarter. <laughs> And also, like, for me, I don't know. I never, like, Whoppers are alright, but it's just, like, it, it, I, I never, like, went out of my way to get them. It's, it's more of, like, to where, like, a, someone, like, offers, I'll, I'll, like, be like, sure enough, I'll remember, like, oh, these are actually pretty good, but, you know, other than that, I, I really forget about them. They're just plain. There's nothing wrong with them. I just feel like they're so plain. I feel like my love for Whoppers grew from the fact that every year at Halloween, it'd be the last candy I had because, like, everyone would trade them with, for me. So, like, the candy that I don't like, <coughs> Dots. Like, I would just be like, alright, yeah, Dots for, dots for fucking uh, Whoppers. And then by the time we get to the bottom of the barrel and there's just, like, 500 pixie sticks left on the table, I'm like, alright, guys. Uh, you guys take a hundred each and I'll just take everyone's whoppers. And then like, that's where my love for them grew. So I'm okay with them being down there and trade deal cannon fodder. I think that that makes a lot of sense. They're more consistent than almond joys though. What, what's our take here on, on Twizzlers? The, uh, the iconic strawberry licorice, but they also have the cherry ones that you twist and pull apart. And then there's the black licorice, which in my opinion is the best, but... Of course you like licorice. I hate these. You hate Twizzlers? I think regular classic Twizzlers are There's fine. so many other candies, like, with this texture and flavor that's just better. Like the Nerd's Rope? If I want to have, like, a string candy, this I'm not going for a Twizzler. Give me a Nerd's Rope. Give me, I don't know, something else. What's your take on Red Vines? A what? Red Vines? I don't think I ever had those. Oh, it's the second biggest type of, uh of uh licorice and they're cherry flavored and they're probably better they taste like a cracker barrel they do <laughs> <laughs> to reel it back in i think twizzlers are solid anytime i feel like they're great at the movies they're great year-round i feel like they're pretty popular they're they're everywhere um i think they could probably be at the bottom of solid every anytime like, i'd put them below hershey me too i agree alden what's your take on the twizzler They've definitely grown on me, but they're still not that high on this list. Below Hershey's, at the bottom of solid any time. Up next, we've got the 100 Grand Bar. Great around Halloween. Uh, for me, like it would be at my top, because I always loved. I always got surprised with the 100 Grand Bar. Right? They're, they're, I think they're underrated. They definitely are. What was it? I know everybody's about the crunch, but if I had to pick between crunch and the 100 Grand, 100 Grand. I like crunch, but... I be, with crunch like the bars I've always never been a, I like the bites more I've grown to like those I think uh, back to my theory of trade deal cannon fodder a uh, hundred grand were the, the hundred thousand dollar bill um, <laughs> you know like it, it was a it was a it was a powerful token in your tool belt it when is trading. because everybody wants it because they forget what it tastes like and they're pretty rare like I feel like you only get like maybe one or two in the entire trick-or-treating expedition that's the really old widow in the super big mansion she's the one who always has a bunch of those i feel like you went to her house a lot even when it wasn't trick-or-treat time wasn't it isn't that right john i'd still show up in my costume i could see it great around halloween time yeah because i feel like you only see them around halloween time i don't i don't think i've ever seen a hundred grand in the wild except <laughs> <laughs> 
Except when, like, someone's, like, leaving the office or something, and, like, you know, or, like, like one of the teachers is retiring, and they're like, hey, I'm gonna give you a hundred grand for retiring, and they're like, oh, a, a pension? And then they just give them a fucking chocolate bar. That's the only other time I've seen one. I shit you not. Oh, wow, a hundred grand? I'm gonna send my kids to college? Oh, psych. psych. It's a chocolate bar. Alden, where do you think they the hundred grand bar belongs in great around Halloween time? Um, I don't. I definitely think they're bottom of the bag. That's where I'd probably put them too, if not trade deal cannon fodder. But I know they're that better than Butterfinger. Up next, we've got three musketeers. Uh, this is good. I agree. It's so plain. It's like a whopper that's soft. I, it's so simple. I honestly, I I think this is better. It's simple, Nick. Simple is better. Yes, simple is better. It's I think I think it's actually on, and this is a hot take. I think I think it's better than Reese's. I agree so much with John right now. I can't believe it was so fastly like goaded from two panelists. This is disgraceful. I don't even want to be here anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> What's the last time you've had a Three Musketeers? I they're always the ones I trade. I love them. I think they're so good. I, they're fine. There's nothing special about them. Is it just a white guy from Ohio thing? Like, I fuck with Three Musketeers heavy. There it is. We we figured it out. Yeah, World's this is very detective. Ohio. I will say I don't normally go out of my way to buy a Three Musketeers. I feel like it is like a seasonal kind of candy bar for me because there's, there's a variation. I, I feel like I was talking about this the other day. There's like a spectrum here. There's, there's Three Musketeers, which is the purest. You just like the fucking fluffy chocolate filling. And then there's, like, the overly complex Snickers bar. And then, like, there's the Milky Way, which is just the caramel and the uh, fluffy chocolate shit. The Milky Way is the perfect mix of the two, in my opinion. The Three Musketeers is, is like, too polarizing because it's too plain. And the Snickers has too much going on for, for others. The simpletons like myself and Nick. The, the, <laughs> the white guys from Ohio that like the Three Musketeers. But then there's also the fucking Baby Ruth, which is somewhere in that mix, and I don't know how it works. It's like the parallel universe version of a Snickers. I'm, I'm sorry, Three Musketeers is just the definition of bottom of the bag for me. Especially if it's a bag full of other, like, candy bars. Other good candy? Yeah. I agree. All right, well, it's better than Baby Ruth. Yeah. It's all right, Nick. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Like Halloween, like Halloween being number two. <laughs> uh, up next, Airheads. Josh, take it away. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> you are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, uh, what flavor was the white uh, Airhead strip? It was mystery. So what they did at the factory is it, before they sent uh, these ones to get food dye added to them, it was just an assorted flavor. Sometimes it would be blue raspberry or strawberry or watermelon. It literally was a wild card. It could be any of the ones being produced at time. I loved that flavor. <laughs> that means you loved every flavor. <laughs> I think that means I like every flavor. I think they're solid anytime. They are at least solid anytime. During the summer, my, during the summer, room, like I would have to stay at my like at my grandmother's. She'd take me to the convenience store, and I would always get the mystery flavored Airhead. I don't think I got any other flavor. I feel like this is the definition of fucking bottom of the bag for me, dude. Airheads made it all the way to Christmas time. I don't agree with that it's just shitty taffy it's like artificially flavored disgusting taffy it has a better it has a better flavor than a fucking tw twizzler it ain't no laffy taffy that's for sure 
Bro, at least I can actually taste something when I bite into <laughs> bite into these. I feel like Airheads taste like the fucking like cleaning solution that people use to clean their bathrooms with, and like it's in in the shape of a taffy bar. It's gross. I loved them when I was a kid, but dude, when was the last time you ate an Airhead? This shit's ter- terrible. It's not even food. You know what? You're an Airhead. Yeah, I feel like you're the Airhead here. Yeah, for real. All right. Nick, what's your take on the airhead? I loved him as a kid, blue, blue and green. Loved him, but I, but like I like uh, I don't know. I, they're great around Halloween. I knew that. I always loved them around then. But other than that, when when you can eat them like different ways, you could like roll them up like a blunt, or you could like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where the hell are you guys trying to put this in solid anytime? Uh, I, I want to put it at the top, but I feel like that's a hot take. No, I agree. You could put it above Twizzlers, at least, because I think it does have a better flavor. I, I, I've i never... If we're not putting it at the top, it's got to be above Sour Patch Kids. I don't drink, like, bathroom cleaning products like Nate's, so I don't... I can't compare that taste. It's a tough comparison. Speaking from experience, it's not the same. Go either... Under Jolly Rancher or under Snickers? Which one do you guys feel fits the mold better? PSA, don't drink bathroom cleaning products. Under Under Snickers. Snickers. Up next, I've never gotten this on uh, trick-or-treating before, but Big League Chew (laughs) Bubblegum. I think I've gotten a trick-or-treating once. I think it's really good, but there's a time and a place to chew on the gum. Like tobacco. Well, this was to say, was it I put this in the the edibles one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just dip for kids. Feel like you'd take uh, hot tamales over Big League Chew. Big League Chew supports, like, the worst kind of addiction. Dip. It's not the worst. It's a bad one, though. Not the worst addiction, I shouldn't say that, but the most annoying? No, I shouldn't say that either. <laughs> I feel like kleptomania is more annoying than uh, <laughs> dipping. I, I never, I've never had like I, I think like Nate, like I've never gotten big league chew during Halloween. But I'm just thinking of like just when uh when uh, like uh in baseball, Playing baseball, like, dude, center field, chewing on the big league. You just like have it stuffed in your back pocket, and just, <laughs> just chewing on that shit the whole time. Oh, I take. Oh, I love big league chew. See, we're not from Ohio, and we didn't, we weren't forced to play baseball like the rest of you guys. It's America's pastime, damn it! <laughs> no, I did play it, and Big League Chew is great. Big League Chew and sunflower seeds were my diet from the time I was eight to the time I was fourteen. Okay, honestly, same. Um, up next, we've got the Blow Pop. I loved these as a kid. They suck ass now. They aren't good. Whoa, they're at least like. It's the cheapest possible sucker slash lollipop you could possibly imagine. Cheaper than a dum-dum, which is literally the cheapest candy to make. The most expensive part is the fucking stick, which is insane to me. But then they throw in the most mediocre gum with no flavor in the middle, and you're expected to treat this like it's some sort of delicacy. Blow pops suck. The razor blades tier. Would you say blow pops blow? No. They're not razor blade, but look, I'm fine with trade deal. It's like I don't hate them, but they're they're not great. I would take a dumb. I don't dumb. know. It's definitely like I guess how I think Josh. He was talking about the nerds gummies thing. Up next, we got a bottle caps. Uh, I think these are Wonka. Yeah, 
These are great. I feel like I only saw these around Halloween. I feel like I never saw them any other time, but they're cool. Like someone would always put them in the trick-or-treat bag. <laughs> Not something I could eat year-round because of just their texture, but... I feel ugh, I'm going to be alone here. I hate these. I knew it. I was going to call it. I knew it. Me slowly trying to get off a soda addiction also makes me hate these even more. I feel like bottle caps are kind of like, uh, I've, I feel like they could honestly go and lay off the edibles because I have so, so many fond memories of them, like hot tamales and big league chew where it's like, yeah, you only see them like a certain time of year in a certain situation, but it also replicates like prescription drugs. Cause like you don't normally get the whole ass box, like a movie theater, like size box of bottle caps. You usually got those really awkward, tiny little sleeves with two capsules in them and your fingers are crossed and you're praying to God you have cherry cola, but it's just <laughs> two oranges and you're like, fuck. <laughs> it's like playing like pill roulette or pill bottle roulette or whatever, but in candy form. I just look at these and I'm just like, there's a bottle of like soda in my fridge. Yeah, I never really got the soda flavor kind of thing from them, but I do like them just only once a year. They'd be like bottom of the bag for me. <laughs> like I would I would always like save them for last. I'd just be forget I just forget I just forget they're there but be like, "Oh, okay." They're always in the bottom of they're always in the bottom of my bag or I trade them. They are a good trade. I feel like they're the dime of the uh trade deal currency. Mhm. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Bottom of the bag. The bottom of the bottom of the bag bottle caps. All right. Moving along to the, uh, what the hell? Is, it's the, like, caramel-covered apple suckers. Um, yeah, those. I'd trade them, but I was never a fan. I'd put them at razor blades. I think they're just disappointing. I feel like trade deal is too high and razor blades is too low, but it's not a layoff the edibles kind of vibe. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever had a candy apple. Like a real candy apple? Yeah. Bro, you had some on your counter when I was there a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, those were graces. I like candy apples, but these kind of just feel like a cheap imitation of them. One of my biggest problems with suckers, and this might just be because I'm like not good at eating food, but um, like they, they're too sticky. The fact that they add caramel to a sucker just makes it, like, seven times too sticky. Like, like you take a couple licks, and then you're like, oh, you're talking to someone, so you take it out of your mouth. Next thing you know, you've got, like, half of your room's, like, collection of dust. Uh, you've got, like, two quarters and, like, maybe something like belly button lint all on your fucking sucker. And then you end up throwing it out. Like, I don't... I, these these kind of suck. I could see razor blades, honestly. The flavor's right. not worth the struggle for me, but I also just am bad at eating, so... Nate, I never had that struggle, but I could agree with the razor blades part. Like, Look, the bad at eating got me, but... I'm so confused on how that even happens. <laughs> yeah, I'd put them at razor blades. Razor blades. I don't have a vendetta against them like dots, so they can be at the top of razor blades. All right, up next, the crunch bar. Probably, uh, I don't know. I feel like this one's often often slept on. Crunch bar is good, uh, but I think it's, uh, if we're going to include the whole variety... Uh, I like the the little bits more because I just like I don't know has a little oh bunch of crunch yeah 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 that's what it's called. oh sheesh bunch of crunch goes hard at the movie theater like just for bunch of crunch I'd put it at goat but if just for the bar itself I I'd put it good at any time John Josh how, what's your guys' stance on the crunch dilemma I think I'd rather go for a crunch than a chalk a plain old Hershey bar 
My only issue is it's like always like my fifth choice. Like I'm never like, oh yes, a crunch. I don't bar. think the chocolate's that great. Yeah, I agree with that. The the, the consistency is a little weird. This is my favorite, just like chocolate and one other thing, candy bar. I think goaded might be a little high, but if two of you guys feel that way, I like crunch a lot. It's good anytime. I definitely think goaded is good. Josh and John, where do you guys want uh, cr- crunch? Um, don't really have uh, a vendetta for or against it. I think it's solid anytime. I'm good with that. Alright, we're making a stance here. Crunch is just superior Hershey's, I guess. Yes. Especially the cookies and cream one. Oh, true. Up next... Double bubble. That's you. That's not edible, so does it really count? Uh, you can definitely swallow it and not die. Okay, then in that case, put it in goaded. Wait, you guys haven't been swallowing double bubble this whole time? See, like when I played baseball, we never had big league chew. We always used double bubbles. I mean, dude, the first 15 seconds of double bubble are like heaven on earth. And then it's just like, what am I chewing on? Oh, yeah, that's right. This like stale, like dried out piece of gum that's still in my mouth. Like if you popped one of these in your mouth before like going and playing in an inning of baseball, by the time the second batter's up the plate, you're like, oh, Jesus, I need to spit this out. Like... I'm dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) To me, this is like the definition of trade deal cannon fodder because like, you're like, oh gum, it's a long lasting candy. You can keep it around for a while. It's always good to just pop one, take them to school. You're chewing on double bubble. You can blow bubbles and impress all the cool kids. I don't know. This is like the dollar bill of the currency. Like all the cool high schoolers. (laughs) Yeah. Impress the, the cool fifth graders in the back of the bus by blowing a bubble the size of your head. Put it at the. T- I think it should go at the top of uh, trading. I think it should go at the top of trading. Up next, we've got the assorted flavored Tootsie Rolls. Uh, these are goaded. I think they're goaded. I agree. I I think all of those. It's wild. Like they're flavors that don't make any sense. Some of them, and they're just fantastic. They're better than Tootsie Roll. You look at the. I remember when I was a kid, I used to be like, ew fruity tootsie rolls disgusting but these i think the vanilla one is so good i even think the yellow one's good a vanilla one is really good for me on halloween i always like literally these would be, be like the first things i like eat and go for i always love these i was gonna ask do you also stand with this i think they could go into goaded i think that they might be the best candy that you only see around halloween time i'm thinking they're a prime contender for the top of great around halloween uh, just because, like, I've never seen these in the wild. I have looked for them. I'm sure I could go on Amazon and buy assorted Tootsie Rolls for, like, you know, a, a gallon-sized tub for, like, twenty five fifty. but I'm not gonna do that. Um, th- these are, like, the cream of the crop, like, the Halloween search and find, like, what you gather. These are the ones that always stand out to me. I think they're the best of the, the, the bundle when you go trick-or-treating. So if that means goaded in this context, then yeah, I think they belong right up there underneath Kit Kats. Because, yeah, I've never seen these either in the wild either. It's just literally been just more of a Halloween thing. It would be over nerds, definitely over nerds if it goes and uh, good around, like, you know, only good around Halloween. Definitely better than nerds. Well, it sounds like four people wanted it goaded, so. Yes. There it is. Goaded. Yeah, I I I don't want to I don't strongly disagree or anything, but I was I was just uh very surprised of how strongly everybody else was about that candy. We are a weird group. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like someone's going to have a really weird take further down this list. Maybe. 
Up next, we've got Fun Dip, uh, the the crack cocaine of candy. This is this is the top of edibles. <laughs> yeah, I was. I agree with Nick here. This shit was this. Oh, you get so wired as a kid eating this, and it just tasted so good. Can we talk about how cool the blue one was too? It turned your mouth green. That was so cool. <laughs> and I wouldn't even eat these right. I would dump the sugar into my mouth and then eat the stick <laughs> afterwards. You're an agent of chaos, Peralski. When did Fun Dip come out? The Reagan administration. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 1989 is when Fun Dip came out? No way. Did Reagan do this? <laughs> was this part of his cocaine initiative? Was to get kids hooked on the feeling of, of I don't know, I guess, having a sugar rush and, and uh, putting, putting powdered stuff in their mouth? Save it for the President's Day episode. <laughs> okay, okay. Up next, we've got Everlasting Gobstoppers. Disappointment. Yeah, I was about to say disappointment. The movie can't hype a candy up like that and not deliver. It doesn't even look like the movie's candy. Either version. Well, the movie's candy looks more like a jawbreaker. Yeah, and in theory, these are miniature, multi-layered, flavor-changing uh, uh, jawbreakers, but they're like the size of an M&M and there's like a hundred of them in a little box. Yeah, the, they're meh. I'd rather get a big jawbreaker. These are definitely worse than bottle caps. I agree. I feel like bot the bottom of bottom of the bag makes sense. I don't know anyone who would trade for these. Like, I wouldn't give up a Snickers bar for gobstoppers under any circumstance. Are those gummy bears? Yeah, Haribo gummy bears, or just, I guess, any gummy bear. Oh, man. Until, like... Yeah, until a few years ago when I had Black Forest gummy bears, these would have been goaded. I think these are good any time. I put them uh, above uh, the Tootsie Pops. I agree. I agree. They have sour, like, gummy bears, and honestly, they're better than Sour Patch Kids. All right. You don't have to tell me twice. Why are Junior Mints on this list? Get that out of here. <laughs> Why don't you like the Junior Mint? Mint Junior over here. I got a few problems with him. We have York later on this list. I'm not a huge fan of York. Those are so much better than Junior Mints. It's like a disappointing freaking M&M. But John, according to Cosmo Kramer, who's going to turn down a Junior Mint? It's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's delicious. I'm kidding. I'm not a Junior Mint guy myself. <laughs> I mean, they're not razor blade tier. But if Kramer likes them, they might be lay off the edibles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not better than hot tamales. No, no, I'm thinking the bottom of Lay Off the Edibles. I'd rather have Big League Chew. All right, up next, we've got Laffy Taffy. I mean, there's a lot to factor here. One, it's a taffy it's a taffy type of candy. I'm personally big fan. Two, all the flavors that I've had are solid. I, I mean, obviously the strawberry one's probably the best one, but the banana one, I don't normally like banana-flavored things. Banana Laffy Taffy goes hard. Um, and then there's jokes on every wrapper. Like, hello, this is entertainment and candy. And those jokes are funny. I mean, it's better material than I could write. <laughs> this, this is like a Michael Scott take. I think it's a lesser airhead. That's it. Like, I think they're just, like you said... The thing is, all of the Laffy Taffy flavors are good. You know, like, it's taffy, so you can't expect too much, you know? I think they're better than Airheads. They don't taste like fucking bathroom cleaner. You in the bathroom cleaner. You probably should stop drinking bleach. 
right around Halloween because I never really got them outside of like Halloween season. Like no, tier, I'd put it, I'd put it toward the top of uh, what was it um, great around Halloween. I'd definitely rather take a Laffy Taffy over a Starburst. I can tell you that much. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of offended, but whatever. Are you? What are you guys thinking then? Like, wait, wait. What's your opinion, Josh and Alden? Is this trade deal cannon fodder? I think it's fine. It's great around Halloween, and I agree with that. But it's not like above Starburst. I'd say it's above Swedish Fish. If you put it in between Skittles and Swedish Fish, I won't feel as offended. Yeah. All right. Speaking of bathroom cleaner, we've got Lemonheads. <laughs> why are this? What? 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 Why is this here? Go away. Solid anytime. What? Solid anytime. Uh, it's either trade or razor blades. <laughs> the only time I've ever had uh, uh, lemon heads and been like okay with it was this time I went to uh, Pioneer Day in third grade, and we we worked in the uh, the graveyard count- counting how many dead people there were, and then we di- <laughs> we we corralled some chickens, and then they paid us in lemon heads. And I don't know if they were, like, some cheap off-brand or whatever, but they were good. Um, I liked them a lot. And uh, ever since, uh, before or after, hell no, Lemonheads blow. They're they're bad. Bro, this is, like, one that never shows up on Halloween, and I could never eat. And it was definitely one I would trade pretty much any candy I had for. I wouldn't say it's goaded, but it's definitely great around Halloween for me. For me, I always weirdly got the lemon heads, and I always got upset because, like, I had one one year, and it's just after that. I then hated you would have had but... like any pick from my candy bag. I don't have like a hatred towards them or anything, but I can definitely understand why people don't like them. I just have like a thing for lemon flavored items. It's a trade deal cannon fodder. Maybe a top contender for that category then, because uh, I guess there's a cult following to them. I got paid a day's labor for a lemon head <laughs> once. <laughs> This might be a $5 bill. Up next, we've got Lifesavers Gummies. I think Lifesavers Gummies are better than Starburst. What? Disagree. These are just bad fruit snacks. What the fuck are you on, John? Whoa, whoa. 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 They're better are than that. Are you going to knock, like, what was it, Lifesavers Gummies, bro? I love the, whoa, whoa, settle down. Hold on. There are weird, like, book-shaped boxes around christmas and that's when i eat these no other time of the year okay listen here other podcast our opinions (laughs) matter more yeah nate who do you like better that's what i thought well i don't like lifesavers gummies i can tell you that much (laughs) i'd rather just have welch's fruit snacks than this shit gushers are better than that though gushers fine gushers are fine gushers are swedish fish with liquid in them dude gushers from a halloween from trick-or-treating that that's the best, because you don't expect it. Or, like, when there was always that weird older guy down the street who would sit outside Uh-oh. on his boat the whole night, and he'd give you, like, a Pepsi or something, and he'd be like, Mom, can I drink this? Oh, hell yeah, dude. That guy rocked. But for the gummies, i put them in, like, honestly, bottom of the bag. Like, i put them, like, above uh, Milk Duds. Okay. I think that's a pretty good take. I'd rather have a Three Musketeers than a Lifesavers Gummies, but I feel like they're definitely more consistent than Bottle Caps, Gobstoppers, or Milk Duds. And also, like, the only... And it sucked during Halloween, because, well, I don't know if they did, like, little baggies with more, but, like, I just remember just... I would always be upset. Like, just... Because it would, uh... There's only ever, like, one in, like, a little, like, fun... Like, the fun size packet. Like, one little... Like, one little gummy... Like, Lifesaver Gummy. <laughs> and I just feel cheap. <laughs> 
Save like what? Like, four. A singular so gummy. Just literally, it's like a singular gummy. That's the most Nick thing to happen. <laughs> wow, I got a candy bar. Wow, I got gum. I got a rock. I got a singular individually wrapped gummy. <laughs> Nick's even sadder than Charlie Brown, bro. <laughs> Alright, Mike and Ike's. Okay, not necessarily Halloween-y, but movie theater candy? I think, ugh. They're top-tier movie theater candy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is definitely solid yeah. any time. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like Mike and Ike's are just so... there's Like, all the flavors are good, but none of them are too intrusive, where you can just pop, like, four or five in your mouth at the same time, and it, it still tastes good. And the variations, like the tropical ones are good. Unlike Starburst, the tropical ones are terrible. Like, get those away from me. But the Mike and Ikes, the, every time they mix it up, they're they're still good. The Mike and Ikes are also better than the Skittles gummies that recently have come about. The what? They're, they're so disappointing. They don't even taste like Skittles. I think Mike and Ikes belong underneath st- Snickers and above Airheads. Yeah, okay. Oh no, not above Snickers. <laughs> That's a division bell. That's 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 a that's a line you can't cross. <laughs> Up next, the Milky Way. Say it with me, everyone. Goaded. Honestly, better than better than Reese's. A Snickers bar is better than a Milky Way. No. It may be more complex, but I think every ingredient in Milky Way is firing on all cylinders, whereas the nougat or whatever, the good creamy kind of stuff that's in there in a Snickers is over is is underpowered. It do, it doesn't deliver in the same way that a Three Musketeers or a Milky Way's in, interior does. The structure, that nougat, whatever that fluffy thing is, it's not as good in a Snickers as it is in a Milky Way. The caramel. No. Chef's kiss. It tastes so much better in a Milky Way than it does inside of a Snickers bar because there's too much going on. None of the ingredients are firing on all cylinders. And the peanuts are just like there because they're like, it has protein in it. It's good when you're hungry. But a Milky Way, if I want like a dessert or a treat, oh my goodness, it doesn't get better than that. It's it's a it's on the same level as a Twix and a Kit Kat for me. You two, Nate and Nick are writers, and you guys look like the type of guy that would like Milky Ways a lot. Bro, I'm not, and I love Milky Way. Oh, then go away. (laughs) If we have, like, highlights of, like, different audio bits throughout season two, that's gotta be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, what's your stance here on the Milky Way? I don't think it's better than Snickers. It's fine. I I don't have a lot of love for it like you guys have for it. It needs to be goat. I think it's better than, it's definitely better than the, the five Tootsie Roll flavor All right. things. Respect. I don't know if I can agree with that, but it doesn't upset me. I feel like Milky Way should be higher. You know, Nick, stop. I think the variations of Kit Kat definitely outweigh Milky Way. I think the texture variation of Kit Kat and Twix is so refreshing where I kind of agree, but my favorite of the top four right now is definitely Milky Way, but I'm happy to see it there. I can see that. Like, I feel like we have a pretty solid top four still. I honestly don't feel like that's going to change much. There's only one of these that I think's a contender. If it's what I think you're thinking, I hope it's not. Up next, we've got now and later. What? 
now and later. What is these this? These are solid anytime for me. They're like uh they're kind of like a mix between like a jawbreaker and taffy, I think, right? Cuz like that you start them and they're hard as shit, you can't bite into them, and then like over time it like slowly melts in your mouth and gets kind of chewy. It's it's weird. I think you have to warm it up for it to like be chewy. They're pretty good. They taste really good. I think they're okay. Um I don't like the flavor so much, so it's not something I want to keep in my mouth for, like, 15 minutes or whatever, but I like the premise. I think it's a cool idea. It's probably more in line with what the Gobstopper should have been. This looks like something I would like. They're hard to chew on. They're Yeah, it's kind of, like, in the same level as, like, Laffy Taffy, where you only really see it around, like, Halloween and maybe, like, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, a longer-lasting candy than something like that which as a kid was always cool because it's like yeah i gotta have candy for 15 minutes instead of 15 seconds but i don't know i haven't had a now and later in probably a decade or longer i don't i don't know how i feel about this i think it could go on bottom of the bag honestly maroon five maroon five was still a decent band when nate had a now and later <laughs> I think this is better than Lifesavers Gummies. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Up next, we've got Payday. Another one that I think is super underrated. Another one I think should be in Razor Blades. I, I'd say Razor Blades. I think Paydays are like a hundred grand. If you're getting paid a hundred grand on Payday, you're dead to me. Eat the rich, said Alden. <laughs> I feel the same way as I do with, like, the 100 grand, where these are kind of only spotted around Halloween. Unless you have someone really condescending who's like, you ready for payday? And then they're like, what? (laughs) And then they give you a goddamn payday bar. It's so disappointing. What the hell is It's mostly nuts and then caramel. It's like a Snickers without the good part. This sucks. Wasn't there an episode of The Office where, like, Michael Scott has the payday and 100 grand thing? Probably. I had a teacher in high school completely, like, reenact the scene and gave uh, some winner of some competition both of those. So are we thinking great around Halloween or bottom of the bag? Because this could go at the bottom of bottom of the bag for me. Bottom of the bag. Bottom of the bag. (laughs) These suck. Pixie sticks. I think I know where this one's going. We know where this is going. (laughs) Goaded. Edibles. No, it's not going in goaded. Oh, I thought it was going in goaded too. <laughs> really? Dude, you just take a whole roll of them and cut them up and then down the sugar. It's like better fun dip when you get a get a bunch of them. I used to eat Wheaties for breakfast cuz like I like plain cereal and sometimes I'd add sugar to that. And uh right after Halloween one year, I was like, what if I add pixie stick instead of sugar? Bro. That actually sounds like an interesting idea. My third eye opened that day. (laughs) (laughs) I transcended. That's when I became slightly more than a man and less than a god. (laughs) (laughs) That's my origin story. Um, Yeah, real talk. These are lay off the edibles. For sure. If, If Fun Dip is crack, this is cocaine. Sometimes I'd eat the Tootsie Roll stick. The Tootsie Pop stick? That's nuts. It's just paper. I thought I was the owl. <laughs> I blame I blame Fun Dip for making us eat inanimate objects because we thought like, oh, what if all candy comes with a bonus second candy that's made for eating the other candy with? So then like we just started eating lollipop sticks. Yeah, we've been really screwed over by candy companies ever since. 
Ever since Reagan introduced Seth Fundu. <laughs> Up next, Ring Pop. I have a I have a take here, but I want to hear your guys' opinions first. Why the hell would anybody think it's useful? It's so it's more inconvenient because the ring never fits. I got tiny hands. The rings fit perfectly, even today. Uh, these were definitely like a fashion statement on Halloween. I put it in hot was a good around Halloween, but also I would trade these. I agree with you, Nick. It's very seasonal, I think. I uh, I don't know. I would eat them any time, but I wouldn't go out to get them. I remember seeing these at the swimming pool, honestly, during the summer more often than I did, like, during Halloween. Like, I, I feel like there were several years no one even found a ring pop trick-or-treating. It was weird to me that, like, oh no, like, I feel like a ring pop is not the vibe for a swimming pool. I mean, you got 15 minutes to kill while the lifeguards are smoking. I don't know. It's not 15 minutes isn't long enough to eat a meal and they disappear. So I'm assuming the teenage lifeguards are just fucking chain smoking on their break. It's good for the lungs, you know? Um, My scorching hot take here for the ring pop. I mean, we've talked about a lot of really strange candy in the lay off the edibles tier. We've got big league chew, which is essentially just dip like dip, like smokeless tobacco. We've got junior mints, which are menthol cigarettes, which are now banned in the United States. We've got hot tamales, which are kind of a fun like departure from the normal candy experience, where it's 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 more of a shared experience with your friends. Then you got the pixie sticks and fun dip, which are the crack cocaine uh, duo there. But ring pops might symbolize the scariest drug of all, and that's marriage. <laughs> I think these also belong in Lay Off the Edibles because no one even really likes the flavor of these things. Again, yeah, the flavor it's sucks. a bad fucking lollipop on your know. finger. I don't mind and them. And it's sticky as shit. You drool all over your hand. You have, like, fucking the back of your hand is, is just gross with a saliva candy combination. Nate, how do you how do you eat? No, we've already been over Nate is bad at eating. I'm bad at eating, okay? And marriage scares me, so this is going in Lay Off the Edibles. <laughs> Okay, whatever, I don't care. Nate, you'd probably get even more messy with the Juicy Drop Pop, but that shit was fire. I think those I've only had one Juicy Drop Pop ever in my life, and the way I went about eating that was I didn't even, like, I I didn't even take the stick out until after I I finished all the juice and then (laughs) ate the stick. Kind of like how you do fun dip. No, that's how I did it with Juicy Drop Pop as well. So, uh, you know, we don't have to go with Lay Off the Edibles if there's a different take for Ring Pop. Uh, I think it's good trade deal cannon fodder because it's rare enough around Halloween where there's like that one kid who's like, yeah, it was my goal to find a Ring Pop this year. And you're like, cool, give me your your king size crunch bar and we're even. Yeah, and like your little cousins that were girls dressed as princesses already, you'd be like, oh, look, uh, here's a Ring Pop and then trade them for like a really good candy, like a Snickers bar. And they'd be like, it wasn't green. It's like a symbol of power for like elementary school kids after Halloween. (laughs) Or like when you're playing a review game and you get one. You're like, kiss my ring. All right. Sour punch straws. Oh, so good. Oh, mm, yeah. What I used to do in middle school. Uh Uh-oh. Every morning for breakfast, I would have... Sour punch straws and a Pepsi. And just God, hell damn. Dude. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. 
on special days, I would get sour Skittles as well. <laughs> That's how I survived before I was drinking coffee. How the hell do you not have diabetes? Well, not, I was I was on the sports yet. teams back then, so... I don't know, though. That still seems risky. Every day? Not every day. <laughs> it was only, like, during 8th grade until I got into the, the guy at the register was like, what? What the hell are you doing? Yes. Bruh. Oh my god. Eighth grade was wild. Is this lay off the edibles then? Because John had a fucking addiction to them? Because, <laughs> like, for me, it, it's kind of like a nice, like, variety in terms of candy, because there's not too much like it. It's kind of like a Twizzler, but it's also sour, like a Sour Patch Kid. I think this this might be uh, this might be Johnny Hollywood's uh, kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I went to get Airheads Extremes, thinking they'd be—they are not even sour. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Up next, sweet tarts, goaded, absolute best candy, including variations. Absolute best candy. Have you had, like, the small chews or the larger chews? The chews are good, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of variants. I like the uh, bigger-sized sweet tarts that are, like, about the size of a quarter instead of, like, yes. the yes. time-sized ones. Those are, those ones are really good. Those are incredible. I could see these in Goated, honestly. I think they're very good. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'd rather have, like a, like, a, like, a box of sweet tarts than I would, like, you know, a handful of Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, I would too. Not an overwhelming and, like, too much, like, sugar kind of feel to it. It's a great sugar candy to have at, like, it's, like, midnight. You're, like, watching a movie or something. You're just like, I want something. Uh, they're perfect for that. Uh, the Warheads Extreme Sour, whatever the hell they are. John, what? where's this rank on the sour ranking? This This is a whole trip. I think they're less sour than they used to be. Is it because we have old adult taste buds now? Yeah, our mouths are done developing, and also candy company companies have made their ingredient list even cheaper. Uh, it's literally just no sugar anymore, all fructose corn syrup. So I think that these kind of were like the same kind of like gimmick candy, like a hot tamales in some crowds, uh, where it's like, oh, you know, how many, how many, how many warheads can you fit in your mouth? And then like, I'd eat like six at the same time and the flavors wouldn't line up right. And it'd be really sour for about 15 seconds. So then it's like, oh, now I'm just sucking on hard candy. This isn't that great. But yeah, I used to not like the taste. Cause I was like, why does it taste like vomit? Are these the, are these the LSD of candy for kids? This is part of Reagan's plan. When did these come out? Oh, shit. Look that up. Look that up. Yeah, I don't really have a strong take on these. I feel like they're kind of are like a seasonal, like, like, surprise, like, good around Halloween. I think, I think they should go on edibles, because, like, I do remember, like, elementary school would just be, like, like what they was saying, just, like, everybody in, like, your friend group would just see how many you could eat. Yeah, it was like a dare. I can't, I, I haven't had these in so long. Like, I, for me, like, I don't, I, I don't know if they're sour. Are they more sour than sour skittles because like for me yeah just a little bit i don't know maybe i freaked because like with me i just know sour skittles it looks like my face is like having a seizure and freaking out from how <laughs> sour they are i like sour candies but i i just look like i have a problem when i eat them you always look like you have a problem <laughs> <laughs>
All right, I think the middle of layoff the edibles works. I mean, they're a fun gimmick candy, but it's not like I'm going to sit there and crush a whole bag. I mean, Alden, would you eat a whole bag of these in, like, one go? Not necessarily. We've got two left. The York Peppermint Patty, I feel like, is one of those very polarizing ones. I think it's like you either love it or hate it. It's uh, it's my dad's favorite candy. It's also my mom's favorite candy. It's my dad's favorite candy. Is it just actual boomer food? <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, my it's my grandma's favorite candy, too. You know when they're like, oh, when I was growing up, I only had five TV stations. That was York, apparently. Same thing. We only had three types of candy growing up. Not this variety today. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like they're good. It's where they got the uh, flavor profile for Thin Mints, which we've established are one of the best Girl Scout cookies. So I think the chocolate and mint variation works pretty well. I think there could be more chocolate than like mint filling is like kind of weird. It's like an Oreo. Don't they have York Thins? I think those are better. Never been a fan of the York... It's like, because I just get always disappointed by the mint. Is it not minty enough for you? No, it's too minty. I'm not about the mint. For me, with my mints, I like them in gum. That's that's pretty much it. Never been a fan of the uh, the whole, was a was it, I can't remember the name of it, with the Girl Scout ones. What, uh, thin Mints, yeah. Never been a fan of Thin Mints. Uh, everybody is always like, oh, was it a chocolate chip and mint ice cream? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I never got the whole uh whole uh freak out for like the minty and minty can like combinations within candy like for me gum and gum mint and gum go hand in hand but everything anything outside of that is like what the fuck how often did you guys run into york peppermint patties during halloween because i don't ever recall getting these around trick-or-treating you know what that's a good point because never whenever i got if i did get them it just went right to my dad like he just like took it from me <laughs> as we were leaving the door sorry son that's the dad tax <laughs> <laughs> i always remember it around christmas time more for some reason yeah i feel like i feel like i just saw them at like family gatherings and stuff there'd be like a bowl of york peppermint patties because it was like every all the old people in my family's favorite candy so it would just be like oh okay these kind of are the olive garden after dinner mints josh (laughs) yeah i feel like this is good trade deal cannon fodder though because i feel like yeah your dad you could like leverage a solid trade deal with him where it's like hey dad i'll give you all my york peppermint patties if you uh drive me to my friend's house after trick-or-treating and then it's like no 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 you go for the rest the bowl at home because no not enough kids would come and you'd always have extra candy afterwards bold of you to assume that my mom didn't dump the entire bowl in the last kids like bag wow i put it at the bottom of the bag because like i just i for always being like one of the if i ever got it during halloween it was like a rare find the only reason i don't say trade deals because like i I don't even remember any kid, like, from my school liking peppermint patties at, like, a young age during Halloween. Yeah, that's a good point. Mint is an adult food. Like those weird Kit Kat Japanese flavors that were, like, adult essentials or whatever the hell they were called. So, how how do we feel about this? Bottom of the bag? Top of the bag. Top of the bottom of the bag? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Above three musketeers? Shut up, Nick. You and me are the only ones who like that, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which... No. Hot take time. Circus peanuts are goaded. No, they're not. <laughs> I, I think they're better than candy corn. 
I don't think I've ever had a circus peanut. I don't think I've ever enjoyed myself or my experience afterwards after eating a circus peanut. I love circus peanuts. I think they're the most unique candy on this list. I mean, I don't ever recall getting any around Halloween, but whenever I'd like go to the candy aisle with my family or whatever, these were the ones that attracted me the most. I'd like to this day, if I'm getting candy at the store, it's probably circus peanuts. Yeah. I remember in college you got like a five pound bag or something. Yeah, Megan, uh, for my birthday, and I think for Christmas as well, mailed me a five-pound bag of circus peanuts. They're just marshmallows. Like, they're better than Peeps, for sure. No, I disagree. They're definitely better than Peeps. Peeps are literally just a marshmallow with, like, pixie stick coating it, and it's gross. Look, I don't like them, but they're better. Circus peanuts rock. Um, well... If they're better than candy corn, according to the only other person that like views them in any favorable light whatsoever, I guess solid any time is the only fair place to put them. Uh, is it? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just there? Like, only one spot better than candy corn? Yeah, they still suck, dude. None of you even got these around Halloween. Alright, candy corn should be in lay off the edibles still, but whatever. <laughs> You're causing confusion, Nick. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. That's where I would put them. I learned a lot today. I learned that um, <laughs> Ronald Reagan created Fun Dip as a means to get children addicted to crack, and uh, I'm the only person in this call and probably on the planet that likes circus peanuts. Disgusting. That likes circus peanuts as much as you do. Anyway... We got to briefly promote here, Nick and John, what have you guys been cooking up? What's happening on YouTube? I've got to ask real quick before we wrap it up here. In October for the Scary Box YouTube channel, we are releasing uh, different amounts of uh, different little variety of content. Uh, we got uh, short little short horror films, a uh, few comedy sketches, and uh, Perelski, Nate, and I are working on a uh, podcasts that's all about the weird and interesting uh, true horrors and stuff like that. Just uh, discussing weird, horrifying kind of topics and, uh, around just weird stuff like Helltown. <laughs> and I think it's a great place to start. I think uh, the, the Helltown deep dive is interesting. It covers a little bit of everything. The, the paranormal, the supernatural, a government cover-up and conspiracy theory, Dump all man. wrapped in one shitty, yeah, superhero origin story. Thanks, guys. And all wrapped around one defunct ghost town in uh, Ohio. It's uh, it's a fun show, and I'm, I'm glad to be uh, helping you guys out with it. Uh, but yeah, go a little bit more into the, the whole scary box idea, John, what were you guys, uh, working on all year and why is October so important for you guys? With scary box being around since college, we always figured that would be what we wanted to brand all of Nick's horror stuff as. And at the beginning of this year, when we started working on free videotapes, Nick and I had went through and planned out how we wanted to release it and distribute it to different film festivals and send our films out to festivals and always in the back of our mind our plan was to then upload them onto youtube after the festival runs and then i took an idea from something i came up with in 2015 called fright night fridays where it's just a dump of short films and me and nick then started working from there and planned out october to just be a month full of different releases like nick said earlier 
short films, ghost sketches, and the now the podcast. So uh, we're very excited. We have so many projects, I can't even keep count anymore. I think we have 16 slated that are coming out. That's awesome. And there's also a couple of uh, deep cuts from uh, our college uh, filmmaking days. Uh, you got, what, two... Uh, two or three projects we made in college that four. Uh, oh my bad four <laughs> that have, that appear on the uh the release schedule here and i think some of these it's their first time ever being released to the public right yeah nightwalkers is uh th- this is the first time it's finally coming out cuz i finally finished it and um yeah the project paranormals are going to be starting on october 15th and then each friday after that we're releasing the first three project paranormals while the last two are in festivals and that's uh just pretty much what we worked on throughout this whole year having an anthology type series where we can take different short films and have a loose connection amongst each of them and basically just killing our actor landon every film shout out to landon and uh, Nick, from the more creative side, how have you feel this year has helped you like progress as a, as a filmmaker? Uh, I feel like every time I get a glimpse of one of these uh, short films, uh, you're learning a new technique or ma- maybe even mastering a new technique. Uh, you want to you want to speak on that real quick? Yeah, like uh, and like when we when we started doing these, like one of the things uh, Peralski and I with the, the especially with the project paranormal paranormal shorts, like. Uh, I always try to treat these more like just uh, kind of just like practice and just trying to think of just how to, and, and as well as just like taking influence from uh, like favorite directors and filmmakers and just uh, trying to implement like stuff they did in these like little shorts and stuff like that. And just, uh, but yeah, just uh, treating them like, uh, like a little bit of like uh, practice for uh, being a fil- uh, director and stuff like that and uh, working with the camera. Yeah, just uh, just trying to do something new, trying to f- keep it refreshing, just uh, hopefully getting better with each one. If you are listening to this and you want to support Nick and John, click the link down below, check out their YouTube channel. Our podcast will be uploaded there as well as wherever you find Duel the Takes currently. If you have enough time to listen to an hour and a half long podcast of five idiots talking about their favorite Halloween candy, I think you have enough time to watch a five or ten or two and a half minute long short over on this guy on these guys' YouTube. So definitely click that link and uh, show some love. Do you guys have a uh, subscriber goal for October? I would love to get to 500 subscribers in October. So, so you just want to overtake us is what you're saying? Yes. We'll absorb you guys into the Scary Box podcast. We're going to become the other podcast. Um, I will say I do own 70% uh, of the rights to the Scary Box podcast. So... Uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we'll become the B show anytime soon. <laughs> if we can get to 500 subscribers, that would be awesome. I have a lot of faith in us. I have a lot of faith in our reach of approximately 70 people. So you got 70 right there. Anyone who listens to us is a dedicated enough person to go check you guys out. I honestly think what you guys are doing is, is phenomenal. And I wish more young filmmakers like ourselves were, were really putting, uh, putting their money where their mouth is and spending this time, this, this weird pandemic, uh, impending union strike and all the uh, calamity that is our industry currently, uh, actually making stuff and making it happen. So I applaud you guys for doing that. And if, uh, that concept at all interests you check out, uh, check out their YouTube. But if you're more of a podcast person like myself, 
definitely check out the scary box podcast you don't want to miss it it's uh how i'm gonna make money in three years so uh check it out thank you guys thank you so much yeah thank you guys this is a good one